At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. But you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Maybe you remember. Maybe you haven't heard yet. There's a good chance you don't care. But I said last week that I wanted these next handful of Sundays on the other side of Easter to be as practical for us as they are holy when it comes to letting everyone know what we are up to around here as far as the big picture of our ministry goes at Cross of Grace. Our council president, Gail Beebe, has been keeping us all in the loop once a month after each of our council meetings. Hopefully you've noticed that. We'll have our Q&A sessions today after worship and next Sunday between services too, all in preparation for our annual meeting on the 22nd of May. And hopefully you've read and noticed some of these little tidbits in the newsletter that you would have received sometime in the last week or so. But we have learned over the years that you can't say the important things too often. Whether we're talking about the good news of the gospel or the business of the church. Everyone is never paying attention all at the same time. And the most convenient time, we've learned, to get most people's attention, their most undivided attention, is during the 15 minutes or so, and not much more than that, of the sermon time on Sunday morning. So I hope you're listening. I hope you're paying attention. I hope you hear me when I say that we have paid off the mortgage on our building this week, and we are effectively debt-free as of Wednesday. We have warned you this was coming. We've hinted that it was getting close. We've been working very deliberately toward this goal for the last few years, and over the course of the last year, really even more deliberately, and it feels amazing to have made it happen. But what now? And what's next? And where in the world do we go from here? Before we get into all of that, I'd like to connect all of this to today's gospel. I did not go fishing for my own gospel reading today because it seems, again, meaningful that the assigned reading for this morning has us meet up with Jesus in the temple during the festival of its dedication that holiday when faithful Jews gathered at the temple in Jerusalem to celebrate its rebuilding after it had been destroyed, to celebrate their own national identity as God's chosen ones, and to commit to their own rededication as children of God in the world. 
there's a lot there for us to wonder about and to learn from. First of all, we know that the whole idea of a permanent temple in a place they could call home, like Jerusalem was for the Jewish people, was a powerful sign of God's presence and God's provision for the people in Jesus' day. Before this, you might remember, back in the days of their exodus and wilderness wandering, God's temple was mobile. It moved around with the Israelites wherever they went as they made their way, living and moving and breathing and struggling and fighting and dying and surviving on their way to the promised land. So for many, many, many generations, God's presence was evident to God's people by way of God's mobility and God's willingness to walk with and to accompany and to travel alongside and to lead and to set up camp in the form of a tabernacle with the people in the wilderness wherever they landed. So when Jesus shows up, all those generations later, strolling through the permanent, planted, stationary synagogue of all synagogues, the symbolism is powerful and packed with meaning for me. Yes, the temple is home base, and it's a beautiful place to gather, to celebrate, to worship, to recall the mighty acts and all the kept promises of God. And as Jesus reminds his disciples, the Father and he are one. God and I are one and the same, he tells them. And here I am, walking and talking and living and moving and breathing and marveling myself at all these columns in Solomon's portico. And so it seems to me Jesus is letting them know that things have changed. Something's different now. Things are different with Jesus in the mix. God is on the move again. On the other side of Easter, as we gather to celebrate and to give thanks for all that this place means for us and that it's paid for, I want us to remember and I want us to give thanks for and I want us to celebrate most that God is on the move again. That God is on the move still, really. And that we're being invited to keep up and to keep moving too. And thanks to some prayerful, faithful planning on the part of our church council and our stewardship team, this is how we are proposing we will do that. What has always and only been known as our building fund what we've always and only used for the sake of building buildings and paying off mortgages is being transformed into a building and outreach fund from now on, or for the foreseeable future anyway. We will still make separate commitments and pledges to this fund in the fall of every year. It will still help us plan for building expansion and for facility improvement projects, but going forward, 50% of it all, 50% of it all, half of it 
will be used for mission and outreach efforts beyond these walls that we have built. Until now, because we've been so aggressive about paying down our mortgage, only 10% of our building fund offerings were leaving our coffers. 10%'s not nothing, and it's meant a lot to our friends in Haiti and to our friends up in Noblesville at Roots of Life, but 50% is 50%. And here's what that will look like. 50% of our building and outreach fund will still do work for us here at Cross of Grace. 25% of it will help us save and prepare for our next building and expansion project, whether that's the pavilion we're hoping to get some grant money for, or the addition of square feet in the sanctuary, which might push this wall out in that direction to give us more space in here. The other 25% down at the bottom will be an emergency fund or repair and improvement fund for projects that come up along the way with any facility over time. Think new roof, think blacktopping the parking lot, think replacing tired, old, broken HVAC units, stuff like that. And again, 50%, the blue stuff on the left-hand side, of all of this will be on the move, doing God's work out in the world, which is what we're here for in the first place. And you can see we're keeping Zami Fanwa, our friends in Haiti, and Roots of Life, our friends in Nobleville, in the mix, but we're going to up their gifts from us from 5% to 10%. We're keeping five, we're going to add 5% to the mission endowment fund every year just to keep that important investment and ongoing ministry in the forefront of our minds. And remember that that too always and only goes outside of us. And then we still have another 25% of these building and outreach offerings to give away every year which means we're going to start accepting applications. We will propose grants ourselves, and we'll invite ideas and interest from our community, from all of you. We'll have a small team of Cross of Gracers help make those decisions every year as the money is available. So, if Don Becker's math is correct, and Don Becker's math is always correct, people... This is what we could accomplish for ourselves for the kingdom in just the next year with the building and outreach fund commitments like the ones we made and continue to honor this year. The short of the long is, even if we don't grow, which we will, even if we don't stretch, which we have never stopped doing yet, and even if we just keep plugging away at the rate we've been plugging away, this past year, we will be able to take care of plenty of things around here, building expansion project, saving, building repairs and improvements, and we will be able to take care of giving away something like $77,000 as a way of sharing grace with our community and with the world around us. Someone suggested to me not long ago, with equal measures of cynicism and concern, I believe, that once we paid off our mortgage, people weren't going to keep giving as generously as we've always given in the past. I hope this kind of news changes that for them and for any of you who may have felt that way until now.
We've called this year of our building fund, again, Grace on Fire, which is exactly this kind of movement we hope will happen among us. The idea that our generosity and our giving would continue to grow and to expand and to do God's work right here among us in ever-increasing and always faithful ways out there in the world, too. On the other side of Easter, God is calling us to be on the move with Jesus. And we are. And I hope you will join us. And God only knows where we are headed next. Amen. Amen.